Hi everybody, this is Andy Elford, the host of the podcast, All Andy Elford. And tonight's show is a special live edition of All Andy Elford, as we do our show on Facebook Live this evening. So tonight's show is unedited, unrehearsed, and full of content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Guess who's back? All Andy Elford. And a shot at a goal! You knew it was never going to be easy, especially during this postseason run. Uh, but after eight games and two sweeps, Toledo fought adversity being down 2 nothing in Game 3 and rallied for the comeback on Wednesday night. Tonight at the Bank Tank was a different story. The Walleye struggled for the majority of the game, got out to the early lead, but again, penalties and bad Bad turnovers cost the walleye this game. And for the first time this whole playoff series, and the first time in this 2023 playoffs, the walleye are now facing elimination tomorrow night as the walleye are now on the ropes and look to get stunned by the Idaho Steelheads. And I love you guys, and welcome into another edition of All Andy Offer tonight, our special post-game edition of the of the program, as we are coming to you live from the Man Cave Studios here in Toledo, Ohio. As you are listening to us on the All Andy Offer Network, whether it be on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening tonight, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. You can always follow our show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyElford. It is at AllAndyElford, as well as on Facebook.com slash AllAndyElford, as tonight is a Facebook Live edition of the program. Lots to get into tonight, of course. We're going to recap what we just witnessed at the Bank Tank. Of course, we will have our good friend Wes Carr joining us, and he'll give his thoughts of what was happening inside the arena tonight, as well as his what he saw from his vantage point. Also, we'll dive into the game games for Newfoundland and Florida as they are now into their series. Also, we'll dive in a little bit into some baseball as the Mudhens were in action tonight down at Fifth Third Field, as well as the Reds in are on the north side of Chicago taking on the Cubs, as well as the Guardians and the Tigers as well. So... We'll dive into that. Also, the match play happening for the LPGA, as well as the the storybook ending for Mr. Block is done in the PGA. We'll talk about that briefly a little bit tonight as well. So, welcome into the program. Uh, let's get right into what we witnessed tonight. You knew it wasn't going to be easy. We, we, we just knew it wasn't going to be easy, this series. We knew that this... Series against the only the 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 only good thing out of this whole series was that you know both teams were going to be evenly matched no matter what the situation was. I mean, both teams, Idaho, the number one team in the in the in the in the, uh, in the ECHL, the Bramble Cup champions, Toledo, the number two team, basically as a one-two matchup. We knew that this was going to be a tough test, but of course. Being down 2-0 in the series, you come back to Toledo on Wednesday night for the big win, a come-from-behind win. You've got some momentum, and I, I, I use that as a quote, momentum. And tonight, you figured that you were going to get some of that momentum to carry over from Wednesday night into Saturday. But, but, we have a different story. An absolute different story. As we're getting comments coming in tonight, uh... Katie Cordova is writing in right now. She says, the only winner at the game tonight was Catrick. <laughs> I love it. Uh, free Chili is the only good is only good when they win. 
They better have dollar strip dollar chicken strip night. Hashtag season is over. Well, I do agree with the dollar chicken strip night. That's a good idea. Uh, the chili does taste better when they do win. And I do agree. Hashtag this season is over. The momentum that this team had on Wednesday night did not carry over tonight at the Huntington Center. And we have talked about this. We talked about it on Wednesday. We talked about it on Sunday. We talked about it on Saturday. The Achilles heel for this walleye team is not finishing the plays. Two goals tonight were bad turnovers. And the walleye lollygagging, lollygagging in their own zone. Leaving John Lethemann up to dry. Roberto Cordova's chiming in too. He says it's the curse of the sports arena. It's the curse of the hit somebody. I have said this so many times. So many times. Every time. Every time. Every time. That these fans and our fans say hit somebody. It is laying a brick on the curse. On the curse. And it's more and more prevalent today than anything else. I am honestly sick and tired. You don't see this in Montreal. You don't see this in, in Cincinnati or Wheeling. You don't see this in the NHL. You don't see this in the AHL when this national anthem situation happens. And this is just another layer. And I have been criticized on all levels. On the Toledo Hockey page, on this program, on this program right here, as well as being with friends and relatives that have criticized me for this. But it is the damn truth. If they stop saying hit somebody, maybe this curse could get lifted. It didn't start until the after the 94-95 season with the Toledo Storm. It started then. And Toledo has never won a hockey championship since then. Coincidence? I think not. So it has to be done. If we can, I love, I I love our fans, and I absolutely do. I absolutely love our fans, but we have to have some decorum. And if you don't believe this curse is alive, look at what's happening now. Look what's happening right now. I mean, it, it's just it's just that simple. It's just that simple. And Katie agrees with it. She's, and she also says in the show comments, I quote, all they did was pass the puck back and forth to each other. And that is another thing we talked about on Wednesday and on Saturday and on Sunday, that they passed the puck too much. They pass the puck too, too much. And they dipsy-doodle all right around. They just weave away through. Here's an idea. Put the puck on the net. You had opportunities after opportunities. Look what happened in game three. Vero puts the shot on net. It goes in front of Hawkins. Hawkins tips it in. Little slip in into the net. And it goes in. And look what has happened with those stones. The dipsy doodles. Exactly, Debbie. The dipsy doodles. They can't just keep going around, skating around like Artemi Panarin. You can't just ditz around with the puck. Put it on net. Put it on the net. If you put it on the net, nine times out of ten, you're going to score. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. And what do they do? What do they do? They just get it into the zone. And I have to give Idaho credit. They read the play no matter what the situation is. And because it's so damn simple, what do they do? They put it in front. They put it in front. And what happens? There's two Idaho players right there. Two players are right there. 
and they have the stick out there. They get the puck. They deflect it out to the zone. And every single time, and every single deflection, it happens. It has happened all season. They do not get the garbage goals. They want to set a play up. They have to set plays up to put the puck in front of the net, put the shot in front of the net, and what happens? You're going to score! Plain and simple. Nine times out of ten, you're going to score. Put the puck on the net. Don't fucking ditzy dado. Don't fucking ditzy doodle around and around and around. Pass and pass and pass and pass and pass. And again and again and again. I will say it again. Again and again and again and I will say it again. Hawkins. Put your stick down on the ice. Like I always say, keep your stick on the ice. Good things will happen. It happened on Wednesday. It can happen again on tomorrow night. Because we are on the ropes, and we're about to get a stone-cold stunner by the Idaho Steelheads. Thank God it's not a 4-0 sweep, because it would be just ironic. Ironic if it happened that way. But the defense should step up more. The offense should step up more. Put the puck on the net. Don't pass the puck. Don't dipsy doodle. Don't dipsy doodle. Lose the camera there. Good lord. I'm I'm so upset by this. Oh. I mean, how good this season has become. The story that has been written with this team. To end this season, like we're going to end this season probably tomorrow night, is not the same way. And I told you this. I told you this. I told you this. 2-0. Idaho up 2-0. I told you this series was done. Now, Idaho, with their win tonight, and we'll recap the whole game here in just a second. We'll recap the whole game here in just a second. With their 2-0 win, their 2-0 win, with they're up now three games to one. Three games to one. All they have to do is win more game. And guess what? Games, if Toledo wins tomorrow night, if they win tomorrow night, two games out in Idaho. Are you ready for late night hurt? Because it sounds like I am. Because this season has been, this whole playoff run has been great, great, a damn joke. Absolute a damn joke. So let's get into it. Let's recap what we witnessed tonight at the Huntington Center, at the Bank Tank. A great crowd on a hand. 8,300 in attendance. A sellout crowd. Light sticks going. You know, the cowbells were ringing. Evan Rankin ringing the cowbell tonight. And, you know, tonight was just... I, 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 I... Where do I begin? Where do I begin with this game? Okay. Let's just talk about how this game got loose in a hurry. Got loose in a hurry when it comes to this game. When it came to this game. the And I'm reading some of your comments. And I'm getting through all of your comments here. I see that... Uh, Logan says I have inflated the numbers. Maybe. Debbie is writing, man. Logan, it's a dipsy doodle. Should he put his stick on the ice? Yes, Hawkins should put his stick on the ice. Plain and simple. And Logan's also writing in as well, too. The neighbors are going to call the authorities with a noise complaint. This shit is soundproof in here. Okay? It is soundproof in here. But it's done. Don't get the BP up, blood pressure up. It's not worth it. I I understand, Debbie. I, I, I understand. I just, I do. But this this is really, this is really frustrating me. This, this, this has really bothered me. This series has bothered me. 
Katie's writing into other people on there too. But uh, Mike Mondragon writes in the intensity they showed in the third period of the last two games needs to be more throughout the whole game. They can beat Idaho, but let's see if I can read this comment here. But they need to play hard as fuck the whole time, not just twenty minutes. I agree. I agree. You know, they talk about this in the game, and a good comment there by by Mike. I agree with that statement. They need to play the as intense as they did for the third period all 60 minutes of this game going forward tomorrow night. If they don't, this season is done, plain and simple. You know, and you can't give Idaho the stupid penalties. You can't. You can't. In my eyes, this game was lost on the power play with eight minutes to go in the third period. When Becker got called for the hold, Toledo gets the power play. If they scored on the power play, they tie the game. They tie it up, and they force overtime. And we're probably still watching hockey right now, if it did. Mike also writes in, and Evan Rankin is a curse. He did the first game of the Kelly Cup final last season, and they got smoked. He did the cowbell tonight, and they got then they got beat. Marshall, love you, friend, too. That's, I'm doing really, very well, yes. They need Sturts back. And again, Andrew Sturts, again, not in the lineup tonight for the walleye. He was a scratch again tonight. Uh, all they did was pass the puck into a triangle. And that's the problem. They don't put the puck on the net. They don't put the puck on the net. Plain and simple. But Becker's call, if he would not have got called with that holding call, you know, it forces the power play for Toledo. Toledo has the momentum off of that goal from Gordy Green. It's a 4-3 game. They have momentum. What do they do out of it? Pass the puck around. They have opportunities after opportunities, but they're not bearing it. And Idaho was just absolutely killing us in the game. Katie just brought up a good point. Idaho had 10 shots in that, and we had two at one point. And that was in the first period. In the first period alone, Toledo was outshot 11-7 to in the first period. They were outshot the entire game. 15-9 to in the second. Toledo outshot them in the third period because they were playing from behind. Idaho outshot them 31 to 30 in the game. But let's let's recap the game. It started off you you and Zach commenting can't win the game when you're only playing one full played full force in one period, not the whole game. They were playing very very lassadically throughout the game. It didn't start really up for them until after after the Idaho goal that gave it a 4-2 game. And I, and I can't stand the fact that the broadcasters tonight were talking about, oh, what happened the last time as a 4-2 game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened the last game. You're playing this game. You can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. You caught it once on Wednesday night, and tonight proved it again. You can't catch lightning in a bottle twice. Plain and simple. Mike commenting as well. Yeah, Toledo had a great power play, but Idaho also has a fantastic penalty kill. And they do. They are a fantastic penalty kill team. That PK is a big factor. They did not face anything close to against Indianapolis and Cincinnati. I agree. And it shows you it shows you how weak the central division is. And I'm going to say this before we even keep going into this breaking down this game, game four tonight. We looked at the schedule was released yesterday. Toledo's playing, I know they're playing all their divisional opponents, but the only three teams that they're going to play next season, next season, 23-24 season, that are going to be competitive are the Norfolk Admirals, who have the worst record in all of the East Coast Hockey League this year, the Maine Mariners, who had the third worst record 
in the East Coast Hockey League. And the Reading Royals for one game, opening night. So nobody knows what they're going to look like. Other than that, they're not playing a Utah. They're not playing a Jacksonville. They're not playing an Allen. They're not playing an Idaho. They're not playing a Florida, a Newfoundland, a Wooster, a Orlando. They're not playing any of those teams. They're playing a lighter schedule. Cincinnati is playing two games against Jacksonville, two games against Newfoundland. Utah is coming to Fort Wayne for three straight games. Kalamazoo is hosting Allen for two straight games. And we get Norfolk for three? If you want to talk about a team that needs to build calluses when they play tougher opponents, and you're giving Norfolk and Maine to Toledo to play, that's not building up a callus for playing tougher teams and tougher opponents. That's basically giving them wins. Have them play an Adirondack. Have them play a, a Travolta, the Lions. Have them, and it'd be great because you're putting more seats in the butts, more butts in the seats at the Huntington Center. Because, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll pull it right here to those that are watching and to those that are listening on the podcast on the All Andy Offer Network. Are you sick and tired of seeing Kalamazoo, Cincinnati, Fort Wayne, Indianapolis, you know, wheeling every other weekend? It's a rotation between that. Wouldn't you like to have a fresher salad of teams, a Redding, more more of a Redding, more of a uh, South Carolina, more of a, uh, I don't know, let's say uh, Savannah. The Savannah Ghost Pirates just came into the league this season. Played in Cincinnati, played in Fort Wayne, played in Indianapolis. They're not even playing in Toledo. (coughs) And it shows you, it shows you, it shows you. The organization doesn't want to bring fresh new teams and fresh new ideas to the Huntington Center for you, the fans, to watch because it's a single continual rotation of Kalamazoo. And I know they're divisional opponents. I understand that. But are you sick and tired of watching them play Iowa and putting up six, seven goals on Iowa every time? It's great to see them win those games, but wouldn't you want to have a competitive game to go to, to watch? Not just to sit around and watch them beat the shit out of Iowa like 10 to 2. On a Wednesday night in in the middle of February, wouldn't you want to be? It's like this year. I will give them credit on the Newfoundland game, picking that game on a Tuesday night in the middle of middle of December, right after Christmas. Great move. That was a great move. But now we're gonna have Norfolk at Maine. I oh mean, give me a break. Mike also writes in. I honestly thought Idaho only had the great record because of the division was so weak. I didn't realize how fast and talented, how fast and talented, let me see, they are until game one of the series. They're really good. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the cup this year. Yeah, I mean, they are a good team. They're the Brabham Cup champions for a reason. And Matt Register, a former walleye player there, and, and their goaltender is absolutely astounding. He's a fantastic goalie. And... For me, it was just the fact that, you know, we knew this was coming. We knew that they were going to play Toledo in the first round. We talked about this. I mean, I talked about this way in the, at the beginning of the Indiana, at the end of the Indianapolis series. That we were going to watch what's going to happen in the Mountain Division. Because we were hoping that Allen was going to be the team. And they weren't going to be the team after they lost Game 3. And they were down 3-0 to Idaho. And if it was Allen, if it was Allen, think about this. You would have two games in Allen, and the rest of the series would be played here at the Huntington Center. 
But we, it's if it was. We're now in the now. We live in the now. We live in the now. And we live in the now. And right now, we're down 3-1 to the Idaho Steelheads after tonight's loss. 4-3 to the Idaho Steelheads. It started off with Brandon Hawkins getting his eighth of the campaign. And Hawkins had a good goal. That was a really good goal to start it all off. From Barton and Bliss on the power play. Power play connecting again for the fish. It was good to see the fish connecting on the power play. But, you know, you knew that Idaho was going to retaliate and come back. And they did. They fought back in this game. No matter what the situation is. And Murphy, again, capitalizing on opportunities. I told you at the beginning of this series he was going to be a he was going to be a player to watch out for. He kept came into this game and he made some noise. His eleventh of this camp, campaign from uh, Kataguchi and Bartex at the eighteen eighteen mark of the first period and was one one after twenty minutes of play. So Toledo not down. They were even through that game, but they were outshot eleven to seven in the first period. We get into the second, and then it was just the it was the steelhead show for this game. Miller capitalizing from Franklin and Wright at the eight fifty nine mark of the second period. Miller his third of the season, and it was two one Idaho at that point. Two one at that point in the game, and then Pelton Bryce who had a breakout game in game three with those two goals on the power play. Continues his point streak against Toledo. Gets his eighth of the campaign at the 11.56 mark from Murphy and Malesic. Even strength. It's 3-1. And at that point, I was saying to myself, 3-1. We're down to, let's just get something back. Let's stop a little bit of this bleeding. And it did happen. Gordy Green, not even a minute and a half later, capitalizing on his eighth of the campaign from Bliss and Barton. Even strength, it's 3-2 fish after 40 minutes of play. Toledo outshot in that period 15-9. We get into the third, and again, and again, and again, I will say this, again and again, bad breaks and lollygagging with the puck cost the walleye in the third period. Not even a minute in, 31 seconds in, Murphy again with the eventual game-winner for the Steelheads, gets the bad break, gets the puck, and just buries it past John Lutheman for his tw- second of the night, 12th of the season from White, and it was 4-2 Idaho. Toledo tried to rally from this game, and Gordy Green getting his ninth of the campaign from Barton and Hawkins. They pulled the empty net, can't capitalize on it. They had opportunities after opportunities towards the end of this game, and... They just absolutely cannot find the back of the net. And for the first time, that for the first time in this whole playoff series, the Fish are on the brink of elimination with a 4-3 loss tonight at the Huntington Center to the Idaho Steelheads. Toledo outshot in the game, 31-30 in the game. Idaho 1-for-2 on the power play. They were shooting at 50%. Toledo 1-for-4 at 25%. Toledo had three goals on six assists, which is equaling out to nine points. Idaho four goals, seven assists with 11 points overall. John Lutheman, a great performance. And Toledo, you know, the goaltending situation with Toledo with the Cosa-Lutheman situation... We know that Kosa is going to start tomorrow night for Game 5. We know that's going to be the case because it's the rotation. And I I have to say this officially now. I think Kosa should be the run to ride it out the rest of the way. I mean, he had more of a dominating performance tonight. Lethman left a lot of rebounds in front of the net. And Idaho capitalized on a couple of them. But it was also on the bad defensive play that happened as well. You have to say that too. The bad defensive play. So, Toledo falls. Lethman stopping 27 of 31. Save percentage of a .825. Sneed, 27 of 30. Save percentage of a .895. If you look at the line, look at the final roster for the for the fish tonight. The final tallies. 
Charlie Curdy, minus two. Drew Warad, minus one. McKenzie, minus one. Hensick, minus one. Riley McCourt, minus one. Sabrango, minus one. Vero Burton, Barton, plus ones. They were the only positives out of this whole situation. All these minuses. You can't have that. You can't have that. Especially in this. And it was all positives on the Idaho side. Register, plus one. Dedaguchi, plus one. White, plus two. He had the goal and assist. He had two assists, plus two. Murphy, plus one. I mean... What else is there to say? And I agree with Mike with his statement. 31, that goal in the third period, 31 seconds in, just drained the building. It felt like the, we're going to hear from Wes here in just a second, but it felt like the, the building, the air in the building just went out. I'm sure the hits were big. They were trying to get something going, and then the green goal to make it a 4-3 game, that really sparked the crowd, but... You had that feeling in the back of the head. In the back of your head, you had that feeling that, you know, maybe they could make catch lightning in the bottle, but I just knew that they weren't. I just knew that they weren't. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. Yeah. You could definitely tell. He says that goal 35 seconds into the third Kill Toledo. The morale in the building was so high going into the third, and it was just dashed as soon as it started. I agree. I mean, it was clear. But we'll hear from Wes here in just a second. Uh, and Mike also says, it is what it is. Wally got to play great hockey Saturday and to send it back to Idaho. But the problem is, Mike, you're playing against Idaho, and you play the you win tomorrow. It's 3-2. Idaho is dominated at home. They haven't lost a home game in their playoffs. So, you're basically telling me you want to go back across the country, possibly again to sleep in a, in the arenas and into the sweet levels, just to get beaten in Game 6. I'm not saying we should pack it in for Game 5. We'll play our hearts out. But if, if it push came to shove, if Toledo loses tomorrow, I wouldn't, I, you know, I'm not going to be surprised. Not going to be surprised. I got surprised. I was hoping I was surprised Wednesday. I will tell you this. I will be the first to admit it. Again, I will say it again. Wednesday night, I was, once Toledo was down 4-2, I said, that's the series is done. It's over. We can just put this season to bed because there's no way that Toledo could come back. They came back to win 5-4. Tonight, we thought that Lightning was going to be caught in the bottle again. It wasn't the case. It really wasn't the case. And the fish fall 4-3 to three tonight against the Idaho Steelheads. So now they're down three games to one to the Steelheads going into game five tomorrow night at the Bank Tank. Only 200 tickets left for the game. Uh, you get your tickets of the standing room only by going to the Walleye website or by 419-725-WALL or heading down to the box office as well tomorrow night's game a 715 drop sunday will be the game against newfoundland newfoundland's game against florida which will be a five o'clock four a three o'clock drop here in toledo and uh in that series if you're looking at that series overall series is tied at two games apiece newfoundland with their comfort behind win last night in overtime two to one over florida so that series is tied at two games apiece. It's shaping up that it's if it could be Idaho in the first Idaho versus either Newfoundland or Florida. That's going to be a lot of travel if you think about it. A lot of travel, no matter what the situation is. Uh, Mike also commenting on. Oh, I flipped the page here. Wrong camera. Uh, Toledo hasn't lost a playoff game. Until the series, stranger things have happened. Also, fuck whoever made the travel arrangements and forced Toledo to sleep in the arena. That's absolute bullshit. I, you know, I don't agree with what happened there. You know, 
it's up to the Idaho team to, you know, set the whole thing up. But when you have Luke Combs in town for the concert, I don't know what this is say. But again, uh, Fish fall tonight 4-3 to three to the Idaho Steelheads. And now are down three games to one to the Steelheads. Tomorrow night, 7-15 puck drop for that one as you're watching and listening to a special edition of All Andy Elford tonight right here on the All Andy Elford Network, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, the Florida Panthers have moved on to the Stanley Cup Final. They will play either Vegas or Dallas tomorrow, Game 5 in that series. 8 o'clock drop for that one Uh, on ABC. Like I said, Vegas up three games to one on the Dallas Stars playing Game 5 in Vegas. If Vegas wins tomorrow night, which I hope they do, Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final will begin Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on TNT. Uh, Yeah, we'll see what happens. And Mike says, all right, all right, time to get some sleep so I can enjoy the beach tomorrow. Let's go walleye. Have a safe travel down. Have a safe night, Mike. Enjoy the time. And uh, go walleye. Hope we can get this one tomorrow night. But, uh, yeah, uh, tomorrow night, fish, sealheads, 715 Puck drop for that one. We'll have, again, another post-game show right here on All Andy Elford for Game 5. If it is the end of the season for the Walleye, we will talk about, we will have an extended version of the podcast tomorrow night to recap the whole playoff series like like we usually do. And we will also reflect on the season as well. And we will then be getting ready for the 15th season of all Andy Alford. So there's that for you. Uh, also, got to get into this as well, too. The Tigers tonight took on the White Sox at Comerica Park. They'll play tomorrow afternoon at 110. Uh, Tigers tonight fall to the White Sox 12-3. to Lynn gets the win. He went six innings, six innings pitched, five Ks and five walks. Once the loss, he went four innings, five earned, four Ks in his outing tonight. So the Tigers lose to the White Sox. They are, they've split the series so far. They'll play tomorrow 1-10, and then Sunday will be a 140 start before they welcome in the Texas Rangers. Other scores from around baseball tonight, of course, besides the Tigers falling to the White Sox 12-3. It was the Guardians beating up on the Cardinals 4-3. How about this? The Reds go into the north side of Chicago and shut out the Cubs 9-0. Made some Cheddar on that one, I'll tell you that much. Uh, top of the eighth inning, the Nationals a 12-8 win over the Royals. Blue Jays up 3-1 on the Twins right now. Giants up spanking, spanking the Milwaukee Brewers 15-1. To bottom of the eighth inning in that one. The Mets up 4-1 on the Rockies right now. Marlins up 2-0 on the Angels. Boston up 5-0 on the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Athletics are falling to the Astros right now, 5-0. Mariners up 2-1 on the Pirates. The Dodgers lost tonight to the Rays, 9-3. Rangers a 12-2 win over the Orioles. The Yankees fall to the Padres tonight, 5-1. Philadelphia a 6-4 win over the Atlanta Braves in that affair. Also, got to give question mention of this as well, too. The Miami Heat fall to the Boston Celtics. In Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals, they fell last night to those to the Heat, uh, to the Celtics in the game. The Heat still up in the series three games to now two. They'll play tomorrow night in Miami. 8.30 tip for that one. Boston is favored in that game as, again, like I said, Boston beating up on the Heat 110-97 to in that affair. A uh, quick mention of this really quickly, of course. Right now, the Charles Schwab taking place. Harry Hall on the top spot at 12 under par. Harris English at 9 under par as well, too. Uh, the story has ended, unfortunately, for Mr. Block. After the great performance he performed in the, in the uh, PGA Championship, he was eliminated today. He shot 11 over par, 
for the tournament, shooting a 74 today. He shot an 81 in his first round. He misses the cut. Uh, filing players also missed the cut as well, too. Tony Finau, Tommy Fleetwood. Also, you had uh, Jordan Spieth misses the cut as well. That's a shocker a little bit there as well. And uh, Norlander also misses the cut. Zach Johnson misses the cut as well, too. Uh Max Homa is at tied for 12th at 4 under par. You also have Scotty Scheffler tied for 7th at 6 under par as well. And uh, other notables, uh, Ricky Fowler, 1 under par, tied for 39th. And Patrick Rogers at 1 under par, tied for 39th as well. Colin Morikawa at even par. You also have... Let's see here really quickly. Billy Horschel at one over par, tied for 59th. Uh, and that, So this is the Charles Schwab that's taking place. This is the, the precursor to the memorial that will happen next weekend in Columbus, the big PGA event there. Also, LPGA events happening as well. The LPGA taking place. The Bank of America match play taking place right now. As there's a lot of match play games going on happening happening and uh the big one for me of course is that uh brooke henderson was eliminated from the tournament yesterday so so we shall see what happens so you are watching and listening to a special edition of all andy offer tonight right here on the uh on the all andy offer network right here so we're gonna get wes in here in just a second Here on the All Andy Offer Network to get you, get his reaction from tonight's game, as well as his thoughts on what he witnessed tonight, and uh, we'll we'll pick his uh, we'll pick his brain here in just a few few seconds. All right, it is that time of the night, of course, right here on All Andy Offer's post game show as the walleye fall tonight to the Idaho Steelheads by the score of four to three, and at this time, I'd like to welcome in my guest. At this time, Wes Carr, season ticket holder for the Toledo Walleye. As um, Wes, good evening to you. Um, not the outcome what we were hoping for. Uh, Lightning did not get caught in the bottle for a second straight night. Um, I want your take on what you witnessed tonight at the Bank Tank and uh, how you felt about tonight's game. Uh, well, sloppy in the first. I thought it's just... Um, <clears throat> they have the puck enough, you know, being out, being out shot by on in the first period. Um, and then second, it looked like all, uh, all Idaho was like completely. And third being with that, um, with third period with the goal in the first what, 30 seconds yeah um that that uh that hurt um and it's just crazy because if they if they would have shot like they did like when they pulled left yeah at any point in the game it would have been different it's like why did it take that long to just shoot and shoot and shoot mm-hmm. it's like there's no urgency yeah, like you're you're down two goals in the third period. You need you need to show some urgency. Right. I mean, I I was tell I've been saying it here on the program tonight. It, it felt like, you know, the Hawkins goal started it all off, and you know it was good to have you know break first blood in that aspect. But you knew that Idaho was going to you know capitalize on the opportunities, and what did they do? They go down the ice, not even five minutes later after the Hawkins goal, and they get the break because the defense was lacking in that play, and the uh, turnover causes that goal to go into the back of the net, and it's it's a one-one game after twenty minutes. And like you said. I totally agree. Being outshot in that game and leaving basically the defense not being there and leaving let them into honestly stop as many shots possible there. It was just it was absolutely outrageous. Being outshot in the first period 11 to 5. In the first period 11 to 5. 
It should all. It, it has been the last few games the opposite. Toledo been out out shooting Idaho tonight. Idaho just came out and just swung out in the first period, and they were they were out for blood for the from the from the drop of the puck. No matter what the situation is, because they knew that this game was so important because the momentum and we talked about it on Wednesday. The momentum was in favor of Toledo with that big come from behind win, and then the Toledo to jump out to that early one nothing lead. And then Idaho just to, just to rally off with three straight goals. Three straight goals after that. The goal in the first, the two in the second. And again, bad penalties. We talked about it, Wes. We talked about bad penalties. And, and you can't give Idaho opportunities on the power play, and they capitalize on, on those two goals. Yeah, and also, you know, passing around, passing around, passing around. It's like... Just, just shoot. Something's gonna happen if you just shoot. Yeah, you put it on net. You nine times out of ten, if you put it on net, a good things will happen. Something will good will happen. Either it be for Idaho to have you know uh, speed to stop the puck, or it just becoming a garbage goal and it just getting into the back of the net and scoring. But you know, for me, I felt like in the second period it was mostly you know Idaho was still dictating most of the game. And with them being up 3-1, then Toledo then capitalizing in that period to make it a 3-2 game, make it still possible, you know, to you know do something. But then, like you said, 31 seconds into the third period, not even fully into your seat to start the third period, a bad break, bad bad read in the deep, in, in the Toledo zone. You know, they got caught napping, and what happens? The eventual game winner. And that's you, you can't have that. You honestly can't right. have that. And how good this defense has been all season, just to have that lapse like that, it, it just can't happen. Yeah, it, it's just the passing in general. It, it was just sloppy. I thought just constantly turning it over and pretty much uh, – Idaho just camped out in the in the second period. Pretty much, it felt like that. You know, they might as well, you know, bought bought property there. Yeah, it's like playing watching watching them play Monopoly and just you know just taking all the property. That's all they were doing. Yeah, and that's that, that's what yeah. they were doing. And they were putting up hotels all over all over the Toledo's the Toledo zone. They weren't buying houses. They were putting hotels up, my friend. Yeah, and yeah, but it was good to see you know you know Toledo being down four two. You know, I I gotta ask you, did you feel like at that point that you know there could be that opportunity that what happened with them on Wednesday night was going to happen to them again? Did you have that little feeling? Um. Well, with the. With the early, well, since they scored uh, ten early in the third, or what I considered early, mm-hmm. with how much time remaining, um, I thought there's a good chance. And I think there's, I don't know who it was by the net um, after they pulled out the men was, but just he was just right in the spot there, and but whiffed, and that we should have been, should have gone into overtime there. Yeah, but I can't. Um, yeah, I mean they had three opportunities. Right there. Yeah, they had three opportunities on that on that faceoff with about thirty seconds left to go to bury it, and Hawkins misses the opportunity. Then they put it in front of again to shoot, and like we we talked about, if you put it on net, good things will happen. And they did on the but they did it with thirty seconds left to go in the game. If they would have done this earlier in the game. There's a good strong possibility that they could they could have had this game tied up, and there was like I said, and I agree with you. There was a little bit of me that when it was four three with thirty seconds with about a minute and change left to go with them pulling Lethemin. I've had that feeling that uh, I had that feeling that they were going to score and force overtime, and but but then with about thirty seconds left to go after the second icing, and it was thirty seconds left to go. And I'm not going to blame coaching on this, Wes. I'm not going to blame coaching. But I, 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 I disagree with Dan Watson's choice to call the timeout 
after that first after that first icing with about a minute and 20 to go with with Letham already pulled you know Idaho was tired they were tired on the ice you could tell that they had their hands on their hips at that faceoff dot and what did Watson do he decided to call the timeout and Idaho was was fully healthy for it you know gave opportunity after opportunity you know to Toledo but Idaho just kept chipping it out, chipping it out, chipping it out, and you got to give you got to give a tip of the cap to the the defense and like Matt Register and them because they 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 stood their ground in that final minute of play in the third period. Yeah, yeah, it was. <clears throat> yeah, I thought I thought he he was gonna be. I thought Watson was gonna call a timeout earlier than what he did. Yeah, I think they needed one a lot earlier than than that to um, set up something because they just they just didn't have a plan out there. They're just hitting it or passing all around but nothing was happening. Yeah. I mean for me it was just the fact that he calls the timeout and you knew that the Idaho defenseman and you knew that the that line that was out on the ice after the ice after they got called for the icing you knew they were tired. You know they're not gonna they they're gonna try to play you know as desperate as they can, and they've got you know for me when you're playing with the empty net, I I look at the blue line and I think of four players at the blue line when you're playing the faceoff because if Idaho wins the faceoff and they just chip it out, you know you need to have at least some you need to at least have four players at that line. To you know, stop that puck from getting into the neutral zone, because then you have to check up on everything, and that gives Idaho an opportunity to 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 breathe. And what happens? You know, that's what happened. You know, they only had two. There was only three walleye at the line, and they found the hole to put it into the neutral zone, and it you know it you know it cost them. It cost them. It cost them the game. And I think you know it. It, it kind of bothered. It kind of bothered me a little bit. It could have. This could have been the opportunity that Toledo could have had to score, especially with a tired group of steelheads out on the ice. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I mean, I mean, they're, they're, So now, then I will say this: when they scored with thirty-one seconds into the third period, did you feel like the 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 balloon in the arena? With all the momentum that they had, just basically just go out after that goal went in, Wes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they. Yeah, it, go ahead. And me, and me too. And me too at that time. Yeah. Because because it's like it's like what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, it's something that we we haven't seen all playoff series long. You know, you you never thought that you would see this like the team be you know, deflated after that game, you know, and they tried to get something going with the green gold, make it a four, three game, but you know, and the hits that, you know, were, they were trying to get you, the us, the fans going and try to get it rolling. But you know, in the end, we just knew that the writing was on the wall for a little bit. Now down three, one after the four, three loss tonight. Now we're facing elimination. Now we're backs are against the wall. And the problem I have, Wes, with this is that Idaho just needs one to win the series, and they have three games to do it, and two of which are in their own barn. And that's the biggest problem with me. If they would, if Toledo would have won tonight, it's two two, with Toledo poss- with Toledo having one final home game at home before going out to Idaho for two games. Now you're playing now Idaho has one game to win and they have the advantage because they have six and game 6 possibly or game 7 possibly back in their own barn. And that's what's going to that's what really really worries me and that's what really bothers me going into this you know, going into tomorrow night's game. Yeah, you you don't know their accommodations either. <laughs> we'll be we'll be Will it be us sleeping in our own beds after being beaten at home, or will we be getting on a plane going across country to sleep in suites as well as, you know... I figure at this rate, because of the complaints and how they were written up in the in the, in the the Blade, 
they'll probably put them in the penthouse suite at like the embassy suites because of how bad they were. But but it just relies on what happens tomorrow. And tomorrow tomorrow's game is is do or die. It's it 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 truly is now officially do or die because you win, you move on, you move you continue on this playoff series, but now you have to go and win two games, two games in a different building to win the series. I mean, it it's difficult. It's difficult to do, but anything's possible. Anything is possible. But uh, I will say this. I will say this. I'm very proud of Toledo because they were one. Idaho was one for two on the power play. We talked about it on Wednesday. We can't, and you said it, you can't have bad penalties no matter what the situation is. You know, it cost us in the first period with the bad penalty call, but the whole, the second penalty with Gordy getting, being, you know, with the hooking call, you know, he was beat. But at the same time, too, Lethman stood his ground and made the save. I will give him. I will give. I will give that. I'll give that a pass. But the first penalty, which caused them to score the goal, Idaho to score the goal, you can't have that happen. Especially how good Idaho's power play has been all season. And then you have Toledo tonight gets four opportunities on the power play, only connects on the one, and that's on the first goal of the game. You know, after that, it was just. Routine and like you said, moving the puck around and dipsy doodling around and not and passing the puck and passing the puck and not putting the puck on the net. I, you can't change anything now. There's nothing you can change now because we're in, we're, in, you know, I we're out, backs are against the wall. You can't change anything now. So we'll see what happens. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So what is yeah. your so what is your one key that you hope tomorrow night to see the walleye do to possibly take this series to game six in Idaho on Tuesday night? What is your one key? Um play like see like they did when Lutzman was pulled. If they if they play if they shot like that, just you know, has something has to um be good coming out of um Taking shots, yeah, and um, and uh, and not turning it over. Um, that's the other thing. Yeah. Oh, the, so so um, the water must have been spilled on those Idaho fans because the third one showed up. Ah. So okay, I, I don't know where I don't know where she came from, but when they scored that first goal, uh, a third person stood up, and I'm like, what? So yeah, yeah. Were there more? Were there more Idaho? Same same ones from Wednesday. Were the were the ones that showed up tonight? So they'll probably be there tomorrow. Okay, and I was going to ask the next question was: Did you see any more Idaho fans tonight? Because we were talking about this on Wednesday, that you know, with it being a holiday weekend and a lot of now they're on the verge of winning this series. Do you think that there'll be more fans tomorrow night? Trying to get more fans tomorrow night, possibly being in the building now. Um, I see. I meant, uh, I didn't see any extra ones other than the one ones in front of us again. So okay. Um, but I'm sure, I'm sure people who might or have have plans already, um, to show up. But yeah. I mean, so I gotta ask the question. I gotta ask the question now. Do you change your jersey routine now since they finally lost the game? Yes, I got, I've, I've been just trying to decide what jersey. I think it's I'm deciding between my Dumb and Dumber jersey or my uh, Ring Stumpy jersey. Okay, I mean it's between those two. I think between those two. I mean. I know, I know the part, the other partner in crime, the one that always wears the black jersey, isn't gonna wear, he isn't gonna change his jersey. I know that, I know that for certain because. See, I, I I offer, but he 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 thinks he's gonna spill something on on a, on my jersey or something. He doesn't want to pay for the dry cleaning bill. That's what he doesn't want to do. Because <laughs> because because uh, night, I I was I was wearing my Batman and I offered to. Uh, Offered him to wear the Joker jersey, and he, 
I want to wear it. And I'm like, because he's like, it's white. I don't want to, I was supposed to wear it. I want to, well, I'm, I'm, allow, I'm allowing you to wear it. I won't get mad if he's, I won't get mad, but if you don't, fine. And he didn't, so. Yeah. I mean, that, you know. We we know how he we know how he acts and we know how he feels about certain things. So, you know, right. it it is what it is. So, uh, Wes, I hope uh, I get I can count you in for tomorrow night's game five. Hopefully for, and we are talking about this series going out to Boise for game six. So, can I count you in for tomorrow night? Yep, sure can. All right, perfect, Wes. Have a good rest of the night. Uh, are you guys still going up to Detroit for the ball game tomorrow afternoon? Uh, yeah, we are. All right. Well, have fun. You know, it's going to be a good game. Yeah. It's going to be a nice day. So get there and probably dress a little warmer than, you know, because it's going to be, it's Detroit, it's concrete, it's cold. You never know how that wind's going to blow. So it's blowing from the east, I think, this week, so weekend. So it might be blowing off the Detroit River, so it might be a little bit chillier. So. Be careful, have fun, and uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow night then. All right, so I'm good, Andy. All right, talk to you later, Wes. Okay. All right. Bye. All right, that was Wes Carr joining me right here on the All Andy Alford podcast. Right here on the All Andy Alford Network, whether it be on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Bleaker, however you are listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the program tonight. As you just heard, Wes Carr right here on All Andy Alfred giving you his opinion and his thoughts on tonight's game as the walleye fall to the Idaho Steelheads by the score of 4-3. to three. Again, to recap it for you guys tonight, as the fish fell to the Steelheads 4-3 to three to, to give you the recap from tonight's game, I did start off with Brandon Hawkins Jumping out to the early one nothing lead, getting his goal at the 12-23 mark of the first period. Then at the 18-18 mark of the period, Murphy getting his first of the night for the Steelheads, making it a 1-1 game after 20 minutes of play. In the second, Miller capitalizing at the 8-59 mark of the second period, making it a 2-1 game. And then Pelton Price getting his getting a goal at the 11-56 mark of the period, making it a 3-1 uh, Steelheads lead, and then Gordy Green at the 13-13 mark, about a minute and a half later, then capitalizing on his goal, his first of the night, making it a 3-2 game. Then 30 seconds into the start of the third period, Murphy gets his second of the campaign and end, ending up being the game-winning goal, uh, taking a 4-2 lead. Gordy Green then capitalized at the 9-18 mark of the third period, but it was not enough. The Fish fall to the Steelheads tonight by the score of 4-3. to three. Toledo 1-4 for four on the power play. Idaho 1-2 for two on the power play. Toledo outshot in the game 31-30. to 30. Tomorrow, again, 7-15 puck drop at the bank tank. Less than 200 tickets remaining for the game. If you're going down to the game, You'll get there early. There is a Mud Hen game tomorrow night, and they do have fireworks afterwards, as well as Joey Chestnut going to be at the ballpark tomorrow night. So be prepared for that. So tomorrow, 7-15, puck drop for that one to lead it down three games to one to the Idaho Steelheads. Then to, on Sunday, it will be Newfoundland taking on Florida in game number five. That series tied at two games apiece as the final four games are being played in Newfoundland, up in Newfoundland at the games there. So bear bear it with that. So again, like I mentioned before, tomorrow game five between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars, 8 o'clock faceoff on ABC. Vegas up three games to one. The winner of that will play the Florida Panthers, who are the Eastern Conference champions. They will play, if Vegas wins tomorrow, game one will be Wednesday the 31st of May to start it all off. If not, then the series will then start on June the 3rd. That will be off Saturday night. That will be when game number one of the Stanley Cup final will be a full week until the start of the playoff series. So there is that for you. Got to make you mention this again. Miami falls to the Celtics yesterday. They'll play game number six 
tomorrow night in Miami for that one. Boston's a three-point series. The three-point uh, are three points favored in the game tomorrow night. So we'll be on the air tomorrow night for our for the game five post game right here on Facebook Live, as well as on the All Andy Elf simulcast on the All Andy Elford Network. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, then what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. We do shows each week right here on All Andy Alford, as well as the special post-game run that we're having as we're getting ready to celebrate 15 years of being on the air for you guys tonight. 15 years on the air with the Anchor Network, formerly the Anchor Network, now with the Spotify podcast, as well as with the All Andy Alford Network. So until I talk to you guys tomorrow night as the fish... Look to bounce back. Let's hope that they bounce back. I'm Andy Alford. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning into the podcast tonight. And as always, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home. And to my teams. Go, Walleye! Get the job done. Hopefully we can get the job done tomorrow night. And take this back to Idaho. Go Jackets! Go Tigers, go Guardians, and go Reds, and go Hens, and more birdies and less bogeys, because victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great rest of the evening, everybody, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow night for Game 5 of the Western Conference Finals, right here on the All Andy Alford Network. I love you. Talk to you guys then. One of Northwest Ohio's greatest sports traditions is on its way. As the 2023 Dana Open comes to Highland Meadow Golf Course in beautiful Sylvania, Ohio. And all Andy Alford has the ticket for you. Listen each day of the tournament as we break down what happened on the course, give you up to the minute scoring, and as well as recounts of each of the players' rounds. Follow us on Twitter at AllAndyAlford as well as Facebook.com slash all Andy Alford for the latest up to the minute stats and scoring and what's happening on the course and join us on the course Friday Saturday and Sunday of the tournament from the ninth hole as we give you all the in-depth analysis and so much more a tradition unlike any other in the Northwest Ohio sports scene the 2023 Dana Open from Highland Meadows Golf Course in beautiful Sylvania, Ohio. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network, right here on Spotify. You have listened to the show on the plethora of platforms, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker. However you listen to the show, and whenever you listen to the show, thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, you can follow our show on Twitter. It is at AllAndyAlfred, as well as Facebook.com. All, all sports lines are provided by Barstool Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit GamblingCenter.com. The podcasts are recorded right here on Spotify.